Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. Welcome back to Season 2 of NFT and Chill. We're starting off with a bang. Well-known actress, producer, and crypto enthusiast Katie Chinakis from the movie Bad Lieutenant, Law and Order, CSI. She's even been on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is a personal favorite of mine. And I'm super excited to have her on the show. We're going to be talking about everything she's doing in the Web3 and NFT space, the products she's working on, and women empowerment in Web3. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. This is the first episode of season two in the new year. We have a very special guest, a hyphenate, I guess you could say, a crypto enthusiast, founder, and also actress, Katie Chanakis. How you doing, Katie? Hey, happy new year. Thanks for having me, Tyler. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm stoked for you to be here. I'm a big fan. You want to give the listeners an introduction? Sure. I grew up in in Michigan from a big Greek family with Plato and Socrates, a lot of literature. So I was really into poetry and language. I ran cross country growing up. I ventured out to California. I've been working in entertainment for over two decades. Anything you can think of, comedy, drama, acting, voiceovers, TV, film, dancing, spoken word poetry, modeling, just you name it, music, going on tour of 50 Cent internationally in South Africa in Europe, which was awesome. It's really neat just like traveling the world. I have a popular podcast. It's in the top 1.5% out of almost 4 million podcasts now called She's All Over the Place. And literally, that's been my life. I chose just to be a butterfly all over the place, literally traveling the world and exploring everything this universe had to offer with like arts and entertainment. And with that being said, it was really natural for me to pivot into Web3 in 2018. A friend asked me, do you want to DJ this art party? And I I'm like, yes, of course. They were raising funds for a blockchain, the 1111 fund. There was a curation of NFT artists and murals and um, sculptures. And they invited me to show seven of my paintings, my physical paintings to sell them as NFTs. And I was like, okay, cool. So I had a three-in-one experience. And then in 2018, I was curating all these influencer dinners, uh, DJing these crypto cannabis events. They were like flying me to New York. And I was curating beautiful dinners where they'd bring in these like huge round tables and TVs at the Baccarat. West Hollywood, they would bring in these TV screens, massive ones, and show the future uh, of gaming and uh, football. It was just like all above my head, but I was like in it, just like being a social butterfly, loving every moment of it. So that's how I got introduced uh, into blockchain and, and where my journey is now. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, people like yourself who have a bit of influence, it's good to have you in the space, bring more awareness and people into the space, especially on the female side of it. When I got into the space a couple of years ago, it was probably 95, 98% male driven space. That number has definitely come down. Just the listeners of this podcast alone, we have a huge female listener group. So I'm sure they're going to be excited to hear what you have to say. 
feel free to reach out to me. I'm here for you. I'm an open book. Actually, on my website, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S.com, I created a Google Sheet and it has people I respect and admire of being in the space since, you know, I've been involved. So I created that for people so, you know, they could do their own research. I'll put your podcast on there. It has people Twitter handles. It has their Instagram account so you can follow them, see what they're reading, who they're into, and just really soak in and just go listen for the first six months and just like don't take any action except your attention applied and just be curious and ask questions and go into Twitter spaces. You know, I'm sure you've covered on the podcast. That's where a lot of the alpha is. So yeah, I have that sheet for people for like exactly who you're talking about. When you come into the space, I have a story. There's this girl who's high society New York and her first experience was similar to like what you just said. It was all males. She went to YouTube. So people, I guess they go to the YouTube. It's all males and it's all junk and they're all telling you you need all this money. So she had a bunch of Wall Street guys telling her she needed all this money. And I showed her how she could do lazy minting on OpenSea. And you don't pay anything as an artist, as a as a creator. If you wanted to start something and wanted to start with no money, you can start with no money. So there's misinformation out there. So happy you're doing what you're doing and I'm doing what I'm doing so we can be the healthy communicators to plug people into the good, the heart of the ecosystem of where it's growing to. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that that website. I'll have to put that in the show notes because that is a great resource. You know, YouTube is definitely hit or miss. When I do tell people to check out a channel called Whiteboard Crypto, and it's like one of the best how-tos that covers the entire like vast of Web3. But yeah, there is a lot of bad actors out there. Education is paramount in this space for sure. Definitely. So if you just put in your email, then I have an automation that sends you uh, a little cheat sheet on the on the lingo and then the, and then the Google sheet as well. Yeah, we'll have to get uh, the podcast on there because you know, you're only I think 0.5% ahead of us here to we're in the top 2%. Yay, go us. <laughs> been a wild ride. And the listeners are the most incredible. So yeah, let's get into what you have going on right now in the space because I know there's been a lot the project you're working on right now is called Culture Kids? Culture Kids, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear about that. I'm so excited. I mean, I just feel like in a world right now, like we all like to laugh, right? And I think more than ever, we need, you know, more comedy and more sharing and caring and growing with one another. The way that I am, I like to incorporate a lot of people and projects and things into one. So I'm like, how can I do that? So as a producer, as a creator, how can I produce and still make sure I'm focusing on myself and not forgetting about myself and honoring myself, but not feeling selfish, the crux of showcasing my talent, but then being able to hold hands and do it with my friends too, right? So really cool. Culture Kids is a comedy project. It's really taken a life of its own and we're doing multiple episodes. Basically, I was in Venice, California at my friend Greg Sipes' house in Venice on the beach. He's, you know, into the crypto space. We've known each other for two decades now. We did a movie back in the day together called Killer Pad with Andy Milanakis and uh, Robert England, who played Freddy Cougar, was the director. Full circle, he's into NFTs, I'm into NFTs, and I was at his house in 
his voiceover booth. He plays Mr. Beast on Teen Titans for the last 20 years. It's Cartoon Network's biggest TV show. And I'm in his studio and I had this vision, this epiphany. It came and I'm like, I've been having this vision over and over again. The booth, the voiceover booth, and then you pan over to the ocean. The voiceover booth, pan over to the ocean. I'm like, this is it. I have this idea for a project. Can I shoot it here? Can this be like, you know, my character where where it opens it up? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like one thing led to another to premiere it at our Basel. And I'm like, I'm not waiting on funding. I'm not waiting on anyone if I'm going to be premiering at our our Basel. Green light. I went into pre-production that day when my girlfriend called me from the Soho house in Amsterdam. And she was telling me that they were doing a Bitcoin unleashed at the Soho house in Amsterdam. And she's like, oh, we want to show your NFTs in Amsterdam. I'm like, cool. I'm like, do you want actor headshot, music, poetry, like art. She's like, oh, poetry. We don't have any poetry. So I send you over some poetry NFTs. She's like, oh, yeah, we're doing something at our Basel. We'd love to like, you know, have you be on a women panel, showcase your art, uh, whatever you want to do. I'm like, oh, I have this new project called Culture Kid. So I went into pre-production and I went over. I'm like, yo, can I come over to shoot this thing? And he's like, yeah. And I put him in it. (laughs) I wrote him in the storyline and the flow was so good. We got everything we needed to on the first day. The flow was really good. The energy is really good. Uh, The storyline is amazing. I can tell you about it. But basically think of Andy Warhol. Hall, the Velvet Underground before the world knew about the Velvet Underground. So that's what Culture Kids is all about. It's like the vibe of like what you know, what I know, what the people at Basel know, like the people who are the builders who are doing it every day, the alpha, the language, the things that are happening. It's honoring the people in the space. So NFT fashion brands are in it, NFT music, NFT art. So my friends who are artists, musicians, fashion you, I want like your podcast and the storyline. I want to keep it real and in a fun, comical way. The other thing about it, it's half written by AI. It sounds absolutely incredible. So is is it like an animated short? Is it like a series? Yeah, it's not animated. It's situational improv with real people. That sounds awesome. And are you, is it going to be like episodic or is it going to be kind of like a mini series sort of deal? What is the structure of it? Yeah, so we're developing it. I'm an open book in a vessel, so we'll see how it flows. But it's going to be led in Web3. Every episode will be under nine minutes. We'll release them as we go. They will mint on the blockchain. We will build out NFTs in the near future that are AI generated that the community can say they want to see this in a storyline. Like if you go to a stand-up comedy show or an improv show and they say, throw out a word and you throw out a word and then they do the whole improv on that, we're going to do that through an AI generated program through NFTs where the community will be able to select what they want to see, and then we'll act it out in the series. And so what I'm going to do is I'm a commitment person. So I was thinking do one a month, so 12 total, but the flow was so good. Greg's like, yo, I'm coming on as an executive producer and let's do 30 of these. So I'm like, okay, one down, 29 more to go. So I actually have to go to LA next week. So we're going to re, uh, record uh, episode two. We already shot uh, B-roll footage at our Basel. So we'll incorporate that into the storyline moving forward. But what I'm doing is I'm taking the pilot as a producer, as a filmmaker in Web2 and put it in Film Freeway and put it in all the NFT comedy categories. And so then on Web2, I could get a network deal for it to be a mini series, a comedy show, episodic, and or a comedy feature film, right? But I'm so confident and secure of 
you know, leading in Web3 and then it being, you know, a great way to bridge it into Web2 and then get a Web2 deal and get some Web2 money and then take that and probably put it into like something, a community wallet, uh, a DAO or something, allocate those funds. So the people who were partaking in it can contribute and be a, a part of it as well. So that's like the the macro vision for it in the near future. Yeah, I absolutely love that because, you know, it brings a lot of awareness and it's a, it's a great crossover. Hopefully onboarding new people from Web 2, you know, into Web 3, maybe they want to see what's going on get some education and maybe create a wallet or get involved that way. Projects that can blur the lines between Web 3 and Web 2, that's a huge, huge deal. And honestly, I'd love to be a part of it. That would be very cool. 1,000, it's happening. Yeah, so keep an eye out for the mayor on uh, on Culture Kids. I'm super excited to see where that goes. Can we get into a little bit of, because you've done a lot with female empowerment in this space. Yeah. And that's been definitely an ongoing topic on this podcast and in the yeah. space in general, if you're in Twitter spaces. Uh, so I'd love to hear, you know, just your thoughts on what's going on with that and bridging yeah. the divide. Wonderful. Oh, gosh, this is such a great topic. Actually, in Culture Kids, my character, Andy Monroe, in the first episode, she becomes a crypto multimillionaire. It's all about leading thy way with inclusion and diversity in Web3. That's the whole thing about like women empowerment for the show. It's very apropos and like punny and, and fun in such a way, right? Making it comical while talking about serious issues. I was personally told when I was in Los Angeles just uh, a few months ago from a founder of a project who was a total like degen, just blatantly just told me women in Web3 is a joke and all his guy friends laugh at it and they know it's a joke. So I have this way about me my whole life. Uh, I guess I was that term of a town boy, right? Where I don't know, I like people like tell me things like things that you think they're not supposed to say. People are very comfortable around me. And when we were shooting Culture Kids, told a girl that and the way she responded from it, she was like infuriated and got frustrated. And I was moved in such a way as well, frustrated, but it, it just gave me more ammunition, like from this blanket stigma of a thing like, oh, okay, like. Like, this is what you think and that's what people think. You don't have hope and faith and trust in certain things when you're naive or just the way that you are until you get to an evolved space. One would really believe that. So I really believe that there are a lot of people out there who do, which makes me more aware of the work that needs to be done. Not that I'm going to do it all by myself. Not that I'm going to blame and shame. It's just the facts. The number one thing is not to blame and shame, right? Like women empowerment blaming the men, blaming an identity, blaming this, blaming that, like so easy to point a finger and blame. So not blaming is one thing. There are people who are in the space on Twitter spaces and who are active. Sheila Darcy, sketch poetic. I mean, she's from the Philippines and she's brilliant and her voice and who she is and she's uh, a trustworthy person and she's amazing. And there are people who are role models and gems that we can look up to in the space. So there are people who do women in Web3. We gratefully both spoke at the conference in December and and I have done that. That's how I take leadership with empowering women and curating women-led projects. There was a woman from another platform and ecosystem 
who said, oh, here we go, all the, the backlash, blah, blah, blah. And like there were women in there saying they heard this and this and this. And I don't look at any of it. It's just all noise. But I just heard her mention it. And there's going to be all that. But since I had that tick of info that she said, but I have it muted and I don't read like any of that drama or that stuff. I just don't even look at it. There was a post that came and I posted a video that I did there of the modernist NFT. And I did this video and I posted it. And I said, congratulations on your first uh, Women in Web 3 Summit. They showed up and they did it. Like, even though it's not an expectation of what people wanted or what they thought it was going to be, they showed up and they curated and they made it happen. And it was, you know, a beautiful success. The most important thing is not the expectation, the imposter syndrome of the perfectionism of how it's going to be. The important thing is to set a date to make it happen and show up. Even if one person comes, even if no one comes, you pioneered that. You created soil in the sand, in the land, okay? So the person tuning in, it's important. It doesn't matter if you have a harem of 100,000 people or 100, just to like create your like fork in the road. Like that's pioneering and being a leader no matter what anyone says. Yeah, absolutely. I had an incredible time there. I spoke, I think I had like four or five panels that I spoke at. And there was just a lot of great ideas being thrown out and, you know, projects being talked about and just as stuff that's coming next year that, you know, is on the back burner that's getting built as we speak. That was interesting to see and just a lot of really awesome people. We've had founders of Surge on here, which is a great female organization, Albright Media. There's a lot of really awesome stuff happening with women's organizations and projects in the space. And, you know, there was a time when female projects were like the huge thing. Um, right now, NFTs, you know, all over aren't doing so hot. Really, if you're here and you're trying to create, you're building something that people can use and that is practical and goal for everyone should be Web3 being mainstream, going from Web2 to Web3. What would you say is the biggest obstacle right now with, you know, Web3 being mainstream and kind of the NFT space in general? Well, I think obviously the media is everywhere. And I have been told that, you know, people are hearing all the bad influencers who are taking these deals, who don't know the project, the rug pulls, all the noise. On my podcast, I had some women on who remember being in corporate in the 80s all this buzz about the internet, right? Layer one, web one. And Gary Vee talks about if you Google the articles, you can see like the fad and the, the uproar of like what people were saying about the internet. And here it is. And so I feel like a lot of the noise and buzz is that same thing. That's exciting to know. But if you don't know, then you don't know. So how can we connect with more people on an authentic level? I think a lot of the people in Web3 are like so into Web3 that like I was at VCon and Gary V talks about like, if you're so zoomed in, like zoom out. So I'm like, I've been so zoomed into Web3 where I feel like there's a lot of like jealousy happening with artists and with women because I see these women who are on stages and I see like certain women and they're all about it, but then their actions show different things and it's very catty and like you can smell it a mile away or you can see it like I can. And then I'm like not interested. So I think it's important for the people who are in the space maybe to zoom out and let's focus more about the people who aren't so zoomed into the space because it seems like a popularity contest. And let's get to the intentionality of what it's supposed to be about. 
Yeah, I actually love that point because people definitely are zoomed in. And it seems like a lot of projects, NFTs and, and everything, they're making stuff and they're building stuff for crypto people. And they're building stuff for people who are like completely in the space already. The space needs more people from Web2 coming in. We need to think of the bigger picture and practical usage. Like, Yeah. And also, if you do it on the blockchain, if you do it in web three, it will benefit you. We have to make things better and kind of make it for, you know, everyone. I saw uh, Ivan, the CEO of MoonPay at our Basel. They did that huge deal not too long ago with Universal. So someone like Ivan, someone like a MoonPay, they're going to onboard the masses. Okay. I am one individual here, right? But my voice still matters as much as Ivan's does. I love what they're doing. And I'm a huge fan of MoonPay. All this is not financial advice. It's just sharing and caring. But I am a healthy communicator and I can continue to be a healthy communicator one person at a time, one podcast at a time, one conversation at a time and be a part of the ripple effect. If all the individuals feel maybe like I do, I'm not a MoonPay or a Google or I'm not someone with this big corporation, like who am I? But each individual sees and hears and knows that their voice in some retrospect does matter, even if we're not sure how it matters living in the world of depression, living in the world of the times of uncertainty, of people pleasing, and not being authentic with self. Like, how can I utilize my voice when I'm not authentic with myself? And how am I supposed to be authentic with another if I don't even know how to be authentic with myself? So being involved in Web3 in life, it's awesome to be able to find your voice. But if you're in a position where you feel like how I felt or how I feel or how a lot do in the world or relate to what I'm saying, silence is power and asking questions is, you know, a great tool and just learning. You don't have to jump in and do something and regret it and get burnt and then play the cycle of I told you so, right? Because that's what that's what a lot of society is doing, you know, betting off of negativity. I'm a kind person and a loving person. You know, it is up to each individual to kind of have integrity in the space. You know, if you are getting paid to promote something, I personally, I think you should take uh, responsibility for the things people put out. I don't think enough people are doing that. I think a lot of people are taking and not enough people are giving to the space, um, helping to educate, helping to onboard. And I'm hoping in this new year, you know, the bad actors get called out, they get found out, and everybody collectively comes together and tries to make the space a better place for, for everyone, you know, because that's what we were trying to do at the beginning of all this, you know, decentralization, giving the power back to the people, having more ownership, having the ability to transfer your ownership, like that's what the space was supposed to be about. And I think it still will, like the the ecosystem is so strong with or without us. So the, the tech companies and the marketplaces and the projects and those functionalities that happen will happen. But the human condition, the human part of it, we're going to see and hear a lot of different kinds of people. There's going to be successes and then there's going to be some losses and failures and, you know, sore losers. But I think all of that is very much a part of the whole ecosystem as well. It's one thing to explore and to try and then get burned and like see that it doesn't work and then be like, okay, I needed to learn that. But take responsibility for it. I think if we're learning in the space in that kind of way, 
because we're able to apply our tools in new ways because growing up in school and from the parents, you're taught, no, sit down, don't do that, turn a blind eye, don't look into that, mind your own business. In Web3, you can just jump in and do different things. So, So it's very exciting and it's important because it's the wild, wild west to be able to jump in and just like take action and go for it. You don't have to go to school because it's such new technology. So there's that fine line of learning and growing and taking risks, not asking for permission, being a leader, but being mindful of your authentic voice and your ethics, morals, and values. And that boundary of respect for yourself and the community, for friends, and for the whole ecosystem for a whole, for humanity when we're not here. I absolutely love that. Very well put. All of that, what you just said, is definitely true of Web3. You know, if you're out there listening, patience is definitely a virtue in the space. And just remembering to ask questions, be safe, and, you know, follow people who are doing the right thing. There's a lot of influencers and celebrities who aren't doing the right thing, and then they, but there are a lot that are and are advocates for the space. And those are the people who you should be checking out, like Katie here. Katie, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show. This was absolutely huge. I'm a big fan. Could you tell the people where they can find you and Culture Kids? I'm so grateful for you. Yes, of course. And thank you so much for having me on. This is super so much fun. We're going to do some screenings of Culture Kids in LA and New York. So it's it's not out yet. Be on the lookout. Follow on the Twitter, uh, Culture Kids XYZ. I created a new uh, Twitter account there. Uh, my Twitter is Katie Chinakis. Uh, my website is chinakis.com, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S. Um, but if you're listening to a podcast, which you are, uh, you can just pop over to She's All Over the Place, NFT podcast, and we have great NFT artists and people on there so definitely we have about 98 episodes right now so check it out awesome thank you so much katie my pleasure thank you and that's it for this week's show i want to thank my guest katie chinakis for coming on hopefully you will catch me on culture kids i'm very excited about that and also check out her podcast she's all over the place and hopefully you'll be seeing me on there as well and i want to thank of course my sponsor for making this episode possible zengo if you haven't checked out the zengo wallet it's a must it's one of the safest wallets in the space for not only your crypto but your nfts as well and thank you everyone from around the world who has stuck with us all of last year and you're with us still this year this is going to be an exciting year for web3 and also nft and chill so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss another exciting episode i'm the mayor and you've been listening to the nft and chill podcast